This is a sinister minister, Father James Mitchell, and you are listening to Aaron, Nate, and Chad on the Reliving the Extreme podcast. Make sure you smash the like button and share, or you will burn in hell. <laughs> This week on Reliving the Extreme, we are covering the episode of ECW from October the 4th, 1994. Nate Max and your host here with you along with my brother Aaron. Hello, everybody. And the 4th of July celebrating Mr. Chad Austin. I hope everybody's having a fucking 4th of July celebration that, you know, don't forget what we're doing this for. Well, yes, and, and around, around, I know around here, I don't know about there, but around here, every every hillbilly with four fingers is setting off fireworks right now that's what's going down you probably aaron's outside so you'll probably hear the booming in the background everybody and then next year every every one of these hillbillies are going to have three fingers yes eventually they're just setting it off setting off their fireworks with a stump it's fun <laughs> yeah i can i can totally imagine how that is you guys are in ohio I can... in the middle of a field basically yeah in the middle of, yeah surrounded by cornfields so hey whatever happened to ohio versus everyone I don't know. <laughs> Do you remember them? Yeah. I think they all just kind of wound up in different places. Like, what do you mean different places? Like, like companies? Yeah. Not working? <laughs> Walmart and Food Mart? What do you mean? Toys R Us? <laughs> Kids R Us? Oh, what was his name? The leader one that thought he was hardcore. I don't even know what their fucking names were. Sammy Callahan was in Sam, it. Sammy Callahan, yeah, he's 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 working at the local Jiffy Lube now. At Impact. Oh, so the local Jip, Jiffy Lube. So Sammy so Sammy Callahan works at a local Jiffy Lube. I assume so. Oh, all right. So that's that's a legend then. It's a, yes, that's a legend. That's a, it's oh, all spec okay. speculation on my part. Oh, yes. <laughs> But yes, like I said, this is the episode of ECW from October 4th, 1994. I did not hate this episode. Um, it was pretty decent. We start off the show building, and we're building something throughout the show here. Intrigued to see why Joey Styles is at the local hospital. Um, love it. I loved it. Loved yes. it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Tell a story throughout the show. Keep the viewer hooked. This is how you book a TV show. And well, he's, out, I mean, he's well outside the hospital, though. Like, ooh, Jesus. But they were like, they weren't going to let any of these people into the fucking hospital or even the parking lot. So he's like across the street, but it's still good. What? I mean, does it matter? No. But I just, I just, he's like, I'm reporting outside of the hospital. It's like, you're across the street. You're in like the 7 Eleven parking lot. Yeah. And then he's getting a big gulp. <laughs> He's getting a big bite. The the hot dog off the rollers. Yeah, probably a can of dip. You know, he he's uh he spent about twenty six bucks, hoping that what whoever's going to be there is going to be there, and they're not there. And he's just like, I'm just wasting my time. <laughs> That's Joey Styles, everybody. Well, like I said, this is to build intrigue through the show for the angle that we're going to see in a little bit. Uh, we start out the show with a match between Jason 
the TV champion and Hack Myers. But before the match starts, there's a Jason and Dean Malenko promo. Todd Gordon comes into the scene and says that if Dean Malenko interferes in Jason, any more of Jason's matches, he will be banned from Jason's matches. Apparently that no, there's nobody watching that match. Yeah. I was going to say this, this does not take long to come to come to a head. Yeah. Jason's response is ridiculous though. He says, if Dean Malenko gets involved in any more of your matches, he's not going to be allowed to ringside anymore. And Jason goes, fine. Well, I mean, what do you expect such an articulate guy like Jason to say? <laughs> he just said, fine. Okay. Uh, I mean, I mean, <laughs> do, you, do you think he's going to have some kind of clever like promo to come back with when he when he's clearly just wearing a, a suit jacket with no shirt on. No. How do you like how do you like my ridiculous look? How, yeah, how do you like my ridiculous comments? <laughs> well, the match starts off. I, one of my notes that I have here is Hack and Jason have similar pants in this oh, yeah. match. I noticed yeah. that too because I was like, oh, got new pants in a rose. He's still fucking lame, but at least he's trying. And then he's like, he wore matching pants of his opponent. They look like they were a team. That, that wasn't a bad match at all. No, the match was fine. They just, I, I, they, it was a, it was a good. Actually, it was a good showcase for both guys. Um, again, like we said, you're starting to see Pauly booking the show to accentuate people's strengths and, and downplay their negatives. And uh, yeah, but match. who 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 is the guy that they were booking the strengths to? There was it Dean or was it Hack? Because I Hack think... got his spots in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say Hack. Hack looked good in this match. Um, it wasn't a squash at all. He looked like a competitor. You know, he was trying to beat. The, I don't know if they ever said it was a title match or not, but he's trying to beat the champ. They did, yeah, and, yeah. and yeah, other... but but that was a deal where like. Of like Paul looked at it. This is the way I. This is the way I see it. I I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, like I said, I was only there. Um, that Hack was going to be there. Dean wasn't going to be there. Mm-hmm. So we got to do something with this guy, you know. And 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 it's not going to hurt Dean, you know, to put a guy over. The the uh, Hack Myers here. He's in charge of the match early, but Jason hits him with a low blow. Um. And then after some back and forth action, Malenko comes in with a choke with a choke by with his towel on Hack Myers, <laughs> and Jason pins Hack, and uh, that's how that goes down. Like I said, the the D Malenko's going to get banned if he interferes one more time. Angle didn't last very long, maybe five minutes. Like Chad said, was anybody actually watching this match? Because you just you just paid off the angle right after you started it. I I, I if I if if I was um. If I was a betting man and Axel was there, if Axel was in the locker room during that show, I would have bet you he would have told Hack Myers, no, you're not doing that. I, I, I'm telling you, he would have said that. You're not doing that. You're better than that. You should be pushed. Mm-hmm. And I, I know it. I, I just know it because I've seen it on other independent shows, the way Axel just had a had an affection for that 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 gimmick for Hack Myers, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't let anybody like taint it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, he would. He would have never let it happen. But Hack was just like, "Dude, I'm here, man." <laughs> Mister Agreeable. Yeah, I'm. One, I'm in ECW. So wait, what you're saying is Axel saw more in Hack, and Hack kind of 
just liked being part of the show. I enjoyed, you know, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Yeah, because I've I've had conversations with Hack how we were gonna we were gonna travel together and we just couldn't do it because we had different like a whole a whole entire different vision of what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, there there was a Florida run where it was gonna be like like three three towns in Florida. And I was going to fly down, and I told him to fly down. Oh, I was going to drive down, and I told him to fly down, and you can ride with me. And then it all got fucked up. And then he ended up making a big deal saying it was all my fault. (laughs) You know, I'm like, no, it wasn't anybody's fault. Shit happens. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? It it wasn't anybody's fault. And, And then me and Hack, our paths have crossed so many times. Like, me and Hack grew up together, man. I've said it on this show multiple times. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, we, we, we grew up together. We were buddies. He stayed at my house multiple times. But, yeah, he just, like, you know, he, I mean, I, I don't know what it was. I mean, was it, was it an intangible? Or was it the fact that he didn't go to Paul and say, what do you think I can do? Right. Yeah, he didn't, um. He didn't put himself out there. Like I said, it just seems like, like you were saying, he's just being agreeable and you know, whatever, whatever you're going to do with me, you're going to do with me. I used to call Paul all the time. I used to call him, like I call his number and I would get the mystery house guest. The guy that would answer the phone would go, hello. And I go, Paul, I go, no. And I, I just knew it was Paul. It's so weird. It it's so fucking weird to me. Like that whole thing is just it's so, so weird. Yeah. I wonder, yeah. If he, I wonder if he still does it. <laughs> Vince McMahon calls and he's like, no, I'm not. No. I knew it was, but I would just, I would ask him like my, I would ask him for dates because I don't know what the dates are. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I know we got what Friday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe Sunday. But I don't know where the dates are or the times. And, and he'd be like, hang on. And then all of a sudden, some other guy come on and he'd be like, oh, oh, yeah, your dates are. And I'm like, what, the, what? what's going on over there? You know, the entire cast of characters. And it's just Paul Heyman. <laughs> yeah. And it's one big house. He's playing like he's playing like 10 people. Aaron, any other comments on this segment before we move on? Nah, like you guys said, it was fine. They kind of flubbed the the towel thing a little bit, um, but uh, it just it was what it was. And it, it how they flub the towel thing? I didn't see that. He, he tried to like Malenko tried to. It, they had to do it like two times to get it around his neck. It, it's just kind of it was a little. It was what it was, but um, I thought the match was good. And like you guys said, it didn't really. It didn't really hurt Hack because Hack still had like Jason still had to cheat to beat him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So I thought I thought it was decent. Well, it was it was a great way to, to to keep Jason, I guess, hot, and then a great way to keep Hack still on the tracks. You know what I mean? Yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody comes out the end still relevant at least. Yes, not an afterthought. Yeah, I, I I agree. Yeah, because I mean Jason. Like nobody, nobody gave two shits about Chase, but Hack, Hack was picking up steam. Mm-hmm. People were it, giving a shit about Hack. Why do you, why do you think? And I, I know we're trying to get through this. I'm going to get to the next segment. But why do you think 
Paulie had such an, uh, uh, what is, I don't want to say the word affection for the character, but why, why do you think Paulie liked Jason so much? Like what, what was it? Were they? Yeah. He, he had pictures. <laughs> yeah. They're, 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 I, believe me. I just, just take, just, I'll just tell you that. Jason's like, how do you like my future expose? <laughs> he, he, yeah, there, there, there's something there. I think it was that he was there. He was convenient, and he didn't think he was going anywhere else. So he's like, I'll, I'll have nothing to do with this guy. Listen, I'll say it right here, right now, because I don't give a shit. I'm out of the business. It has something to do with the Grand Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. And the woods. Uh, I'm I'm just telling you. I I heard it. I heard it firsthand. Uh, I heard it. Me personally, I heard it out of Paulie's mouth, and him and Jason were arguing. And I heard. So, who? I mean, I, I don't know who said what. Like, <clears throat> how are you going to explain what happened to you and the um? The Grand Wizard in the woods, and this is like 1995. Yeah. So this would have been like 1982. Yeah, because he died in '83. Yeah, I hope he had his turban on at least. <laughs> yeah. So like when when I, when I heard that, I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, all right. Oh, <laughs> he needed to be full full gimmick Grand Wizard. Just a little a little. Farsi's man or whatever again. Yeah, but how great is that? <laughs> I mean, how great is it that you hear, you hear that little bit of like dirt just thrown out there in front of everybody? How about you and the Grand Wizard in the woods? <laughs> like, it's left to be out to be out there. Like what? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> and then the imagination just takes off. <laughs> Did he change the tire? Attire? Uh, I mean, something got, blown, something got blown, but it wasn't a tire. I know that much. <laughs> yeah, that that that's the best. That was the that was in Hamburg too. How appropriate, Hambone. Oh, the next thing on the show: Dean Malenko in a handicap match against Donnie Allen and Dino <laughs> Sendoff. Um. Well, we're gonna get to the after match, which is very effective, good stuff, but. The match itself is what it is. Malenko pins Donnie with a fireman's carry suplex. And then Jason... Like 12 seconds. Yes, it was not very long at all. Um, Which, I mean, it shouldn't have been. I don't know why it was a handicap match, but uh, whatever. It was just a get over Dean being a badass. They even bring that up. Joe even says that. He's like, usually these handicap matches are to emphasize the strength of like a bigger man, but Dean Malenko... He's only five ten in this weight, but he can still beat two men. That's what well, Aaron. Why the only? Why the only do it once? I only sure. did it once. Like it should have been a thing for a little bit, but um, I mean, it, I, I was I was booked somewhere else. But it got Dean over as being a le, like like a quote unquote legit 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 man. He's legit. He's legit. <laughs> He's too legit to quit. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. <laughs> I'm the hand bone of the. Uh, that's got to. That's, that's got to somewhere be here in the title of the show. Yeah, Legit. 
Too legit to fucking boot. <laughs> the name of the show. Right Too legit to boot. The fucking boot. You gotta put fucking in there. That's terrible. <laughs> All right. So after the match, though, we get more good stuff with Dean Malenko and Tasmaniac. Tasma- Jason calls out Tasmaniac uh, for another confrontation with Dean Malenko. Um, and I am really enjoying this stuff. This is good stuff between these guys. And this is, I'm not saying Taz wasn't over before, but this stuff is really going the extra mile to get him, get him even more, more over. What, the bra? The ECW crowd, yes. Oh, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, like, well, that's, uh, I mean, I hope I'm not talking to two fucking simpletons over there. But how are you going to get a ba- a badass over? Let put him over. Like put that. him over another badass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 You have him beat up a bunch of bad a badass. But you know, just beat up everybody. And it's 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 starting the process of the evolution of him shedding the goofy gimmick. You know, with as we call as we said the one day the furry gimmicks and all that and. You know, you're starting to see Taz become more of the shooter character. I wonder if Taz, I wonder if I wonder Taz if already had that in his mind. He had what to. You, you know, he, he had to see the writing on the wall. I'm working for this promotion, and I see where this promotion is going. And this promotion is not going in the in the direction of like the WWF and WCW with goofy, wild gimmicks. This, this, like I gotta be like I gotta be more than just a one dimensional type character. Yeah, but do you think Taz is that smart, or is that? I Paul? do. I, no, I think I think I I've always, I always thought that they're much like Raven. I always thought the Taz gimmick was a combination of their two brains together. I don't. Just just my opinion. <laughs> those those two brains, I know, but or the ten the ten personalities of Paul Heyman. Who is who is the one in the tracksuit? What's that? There was a like when they came out and pulled everybody apart. I kind of I. I could pick out her like Canyon was out there and Storm and Mike Norman was out there, but there was some dude yeah. in the suit. Guys that knew what they were doing. I had no fucking idea who that was. I just wrote nice guy Eddie. Like he looked like fucking nice guy Eddie from Reservoir Dogs. I'm like Chris Penn's hey, here. What the hey, fuck? Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 just, they just took everybody in the locker room that knew what the fuck they were doing to go out there and go, fucking fix it, fix this shit. Whatever's going on out here, <laughs> this, this thing's going awry. These goose are obviously going seven minutes over time. After Malenko kind of backs off and gets taken out of the ring, Taz Taz chases Jason around, chases the photographer at ringside around, um, and then Malenko's back out, and they're brawling in the aisleway. Like I said, just like last week, this is effective between these two guys, and and it's going it's going in the right direction to put Taz over. And get him as a you know up up a level as a star here in this company. Well, clearly, clearly, Taz is being elevated one more notch, and and you know he's not having matches, right? <laughs> he's having either altercations or promos. You know, he's not doing anything. He's not having matches with anybody, so you know that it's going to be a big setup for a big match, right? Yes, and. What better better way to get people to want to watch a wrestler than the anticipation? You know, don't don't have him wrestle on TV every week. Um, yeah, I mean that was that was the formula for ECW back in the day. Mm-hmm. It was like let let's give them something that they're going to want to pay. You know, right? 
Yeah, don't don't give them the don't give them the big stars every week in action. You know, maybe you see them once in a while, but you want to. It's and and I hate I hate to compare ECW because they're two di- totally different things. But it's the same philosophy that the WWF used with Hulk Hogan in the eighties. You know, say, you didn't see Hulk but, Hogan on TV every week. That's what I was going to say. Was what we're saying is it anything that's like I don't want to say original, but it's, how, shit, you're yeah. to, it's how you're supposed to book fucking wrestling. Right, right. Wrestling fucking works, and that's why it's not what it used to be, and not as popular as it used to be. Because we can just fucking turn on the TV and see fucking Roman Reigns having a competitive match against some fucking schlub. You know what I mean? It's like that. I'm just saying. Like, I know Roman Reigns doesn't wrestle every week on TV. I'm just pulling a name out of my ass. But that's that's the difference between what it was and what it is now. Like, you didn't see Hulk Hogan on fucking superstars. Well, you'll get a promo from him, you know. Well, that's all you would get if you saw him on Superstar. Yeah, and on and on the other end of the spectrum, yes, every week you saw Ric Flair on Jim Crockett, but you didn't see him wrestle every week on Jim Crockett, you know. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so basic man, wrestling, wrestling booking one hundred and one. Um, we get Joey back at the hospital again, talking about how we're going to see why he's there. And uh, then we get a Tommy Dreamer promo because he's about to have an I Quit match with the Sandman. Good God. This is <laughs> fucking terrible. I, I actually wrote down in my notes. I'm not, I don't have a lot, but I can't wait to hear what Aaron and Chad have to say about this. Promo. I, 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 I wrote down what he said. I can cut his promo. Oh yeah. I forgot you were going to do that. Here we well, go. I, Aaron's, I, did, Aaron's, I didn't, I didn't have enough ink in my pen to write that promo down. Here's Aaron's weekly Tommy dreamer promo. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that, that was, that was, br- that was brutal. It was brutal. And he's and he's like answering he's doing the interview like he's answering questions, but nobody's asking him any questions. Nobody's asking him the questions. Yeah. So so this is how it starts. It just boom. Here's Tommy Dreamer. Here's his fat face. And he's like, Yeah, I'm afraid of death. I'm afraid of this match. I'm not afraid of saying man. I'm definitely afraid of saying I quit. You know, Sandman, it took me a year of my life's, that's how he said it, a year of my life's to get these hardcores to at least respect me. I'm, it was the year of his life, though. And then he says, I'm I'm afraid to say, say I quit. No, because I'll never say I quit. That was his fucking promo. Like, what? At the beginning of it, he said, I'm not afraid to say I quit. But then at the end of it, he said... I'm afraid to say I quit. Like, what the fuck is this promo? Well, it's Tommy Dreamer. I mean, how many how many shows do we have in the can where I've opened the show up and said Tommy Dreamer stinks? It's a it's a it's, uh, it's a weekly it's a weekly occurrence. I mean, I mean, I I don't understand. I don't understand the obsession. Why he's still what, somewhat over? And, and believe believe me, Tommy Dreamer don't owe me money or anything. <laughs> It's it's nothing like that. It's just a whole. I don't get it. I just don't get it. You know, mm-hmm. me neither. Let's see, I'm I'm the I'm the opposite. Like I can say that. Like I actually like Tom, I like Tommy Dreamer. Like I liked when he got like the ECW shirt, and the black pants. Oh, you call him Tom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. 
I see how it is. All right. But, but this promo is fucking rough. Made no fucking sense. It's it is bad. It looked really bush. It sounded and looked really bush league. Well, you know, Tommy Dreamer. This was was not a um. Well, I mean, at at this point, this was a Tommy Dreamer promo. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the, what it was because there's no chance that Paul's going to go three, two, one, go. And and, and, let, and and let Dreamer do anything close remotely to what he did to you know for Raven. Mm-hmm. Well you can't happen. You, you can't even blame the poor promo skills on him being green because at this point didn't he start in like eighty nine? Um well he, technically it was ninety. Okay. Because he because he he said he's our He's celebrating his 32nd anniversary. Okay, so yeah, he's been doing this for almost five years at this point. You know, five you know, years? Promos, either the promo's there or it's not, you know? <laughs> yeah, but honestly, before he got to ECW, did he have any promotion where he was doing promos? Well, he did the ICW. Yeah, that's true. But then, but then, then them promos, I mean, seriously, what do you, you know? This, yeah. I'll see you in Parsippany. <laughs> Joseph Oldie. Tony Atlas. <laughs> yeah. I'm you know, I'm telling you, you're gonna pay for what you did to me and and uh uh what's that the, the place where where um god damn oh, Jesus Christ the, the 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 big singer from the from the the um you know who I'm talking about, the guy who Ring, was like Ringstein? No, even bigger than that. Sinatra. Sinatra. Where he's from. <laughs> It's right up there. It's right up there. In the, it's right up there by, by Persephone. Cherry Hill? No. It's it, if 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 you if you knew it and you heard it, you would just go, yeah, it's I'm, right I'm, there. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chad. I don't mean to steal your gimmick this week, but if if Archie Mitchell were here, he would know. Well, well I mean, I mean, Archie Mitchell knows all. Hoboken. Hoboken. There you go. What did Archie just text text you? No, <laughs> Archie just just chimed in on the show. It's Hoboken. It's like it's Hoboken, you fucking idiots. Um, yeah, this we this we, 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 we always called it Roboken here. Who's the fat guy from the six oh five? Oh, Bix Bix's band. <laughs> Who was it? Yeah, uh, oh, oh Bix, Bix, he's a little fat guy. Bix's band's two big fat guys. <laughs> he's a little fat little beaver. I, I I can't like after like I love listening to them guys, but after somebody posted pictures of them guys, I, I was just like, man, your credibility just went right out the window. <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> it's like some somebody unmasked the awesome Kongs. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's pretty much about it. Yeah, <laughs> they unmasked the awesome Kongs. Was them fucking Humphrey brothers or whatever that rode them bikes, dude? <laughs> brutal. Just, just, just. Do you know the story about the awesome Kongs? By the way, no. Well, that well, they got they got punished by their parents because the only reason why they wore a mask was because they didn't want their parents to know that they were wrestling because they weren't allowed to wrestle. I didn't. I have never heard that before. No. Yeah. They were, they were, their parents told them they were not allowed to be pro wrestlers. So these fat fucks were like, if we put these masks on, nobody will know it's us. Oh yeah, clearly. <laughs> like you're the only two 700 pound. Well, 
they they figured they were on global. I just always imagine the the day that Harley Race walked into center stage and somebody was like, Harley, we have your new proteges that you're going to manage. These two big fat slobs. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, and 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 the reason why the reason why they they didn't work out was. Because they had issues with their parents. Like, I mean, I'm assuming they were grown adults. They were grown. Yeah. Overgrown adults. But apparently, (laughs) apparently they they weren't legal because their parents told them you can't do this anymore. And I think, I think I was there. Uh, Hold on. Hold on. I got to think about this one. If I wasn't there, I was just there like two weeks after like that. And then I heard the story. Did you guys hear about the Kong? And you you probably when did you have your match with Vader? It was uh February ninety four. Yeah, I think they were still around then. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and it it, it was just kind of like just seeing them, just going, "You fucking goose, don't have a you know." I'm a job guy, and I have way more of a clue than you guys got going on over here. <laughs> You're sitting in the dressing room, hooked up to oxygen. Yeah, you guys have. You guys don't even know what the fuck's going on. You you don't know, and and it, and, it, and it's not. It, it wasn't. Don't don't get me wrong, man. I'm not blaming it on them. It wasn't their fault. Mm-hmm. Who trained them? What Ken Mantel? You know somebody in Texas, Eric yeah. Embry. Oh come on, seriously. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna use you're gonna use Eric Embry as your as your uh, you know guiding light. Yeah, your, your your resume. So yeah, I mean, it's not it's not their fault. It, it was just it, to me, it was just kind of a timing thing. And and if I remember correctly, I remember that's why Ian and Axel. When they went down the global, they had to work with these two fucking goose. And and um, Ian kept saying he kept beating up Dewey. I don't know which one was Dewey. Which one of these two hand bones was Dewey? I mean, they were both doughy, but I don't know which one was Dewey. It was probably it was probably the Archie, the Archie one. And and yeah, he would he would beat him up, and I would just be like, oh. Oh, I guess I guess it's because you know he was kind of like a he wasn't a tough guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just just beat him up. Me personally, I was never a fan of that of just beating the guy up because I could beat a guy up, right? Because I never knew if I could yeah. beat the guy up in real life anyway. So why would I pretend that I'm going to beat the guy up in fake life <laughs> and really beat him up? You know. So yeah, I, I I never did that. We finish out the or we we follow up, I should say, the poor Tommy Dreamer promo with more good stuff with Sandman and Woman together. Essentially, woman, you know, needling and berating Sandman and telling him, "Don't you quit on me." And yeah, busting his balls, and it's always good when these two are together. Love this, love this, this tandem of Sandman and Woman. Hear Sandman's line at the end of it when she's like, "You better not quit on me. You better not quit on me." Did you hear what he said? I don't have it written down. If I did, <laughs> he, said, he said, "Good God, I'm almost starting to miss. I'm almost starting to miss peaches." <laughs> nah, no, I'm not. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but Woman was hot enough that you know. If I was laying in bed with her and she was telling me to please don't quit on me, I I'm might not quit on her. I'm trying my best, Nancy. That's kind of what it was. Because he was, he was like looking down. He's like, ah, I'm almost starting to miss peaches. And then he looked at woman and he's like, nah, no, I'm not. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That, yeah, totally. I mean, it's like, just, let's just go to the hotel room and do it tonight, and then we'll see what happens Saturday at the arena. <laughs> Me and you, woman, we'll go there and we'll have anal tonight at at the hotel room, and then tomorrow when we get to the ECW arena, me and and, and um, uh, what's his name? Caruso, Gino Caruso. We're gonna we're gonna tear it up. So now we roll into the matchup itself. Well, actually, no. Joey's at the hospital again, and uh, with more good build for this, his you know he's like, no one expected this. Okay, so what's the hook here? That's what you're thinking. What? Why? Why is you know we're having an I quit match? I could imagine someone went to the hospital, but no one expected why this person actually wound up in the hospital and who wound up in the hospital. So then we have Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman in an I quit match at the ECW arena. Um, I didn't hate this match. I mean, hell, Tommy Dreamer opens it <laughs> opens it up by hitting Sandman with part of a car. Well, it was uh, it was. Uh... 25 minutes but it, it was at least 20 minutes right yeah yeah and and he he came out and he hit him with a he hit him with a quarter panel of a car and yeah i mean that's that that's ecw right mm-hmm. here, yeah. here we go <laughs> and then and i've i said it last i've said it a couple times but they keep becoming more ecw every week you know like this like this was the most ecw type thing we've seen so far i think you're means- right man you're 100 mm-hmm. right it's becoming more ecw every single week and and then he's they're slowly but surely like i just just go back in time and look at how they booked um roman Reigns, where they shoved him down your throat for a few a few months they shoved tommy dreamer down your throat through a through like two years yeah you know mm-hmm and eventually, they found something that stuck or stuck. I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. They found the, they found the again accentuating the positives, downplaying the negatives, but they found a way to finally get him over with that crowd. Um, I think that the police sir may have another deal started that with Tommy. It became don't I don't want to say work because they all everybody works you know but it became a don't wrestle be hardcore you know mm-hmm. like yeah well, nobody wants yeah, to watch was, you, tommy they want to watch you be violent basically yeah beat yourself up beat beat yourself up to where the people are gonna love you right yes and, and we, i mean this, this I, man- I, I i was never a big fan of that because i thought i thought raven i thought raven was the perfect guy to um to book that and then we'll, 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 I guess we'll get to that, right? Right. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, Dreamer, he, he wanted to do too much, too fast, too young, too early. You know, mm-hmm. that's my that's my opinion of it. And as far as the as far as the hardcore aspect of things, and like Aaron said, don't wrestle. People don't want to watch you wrestle. They want to watch you be hardcore. They want to watch you do this. They want to watch you get beat up. They want to watch you do extreme quote-unquote things, people can say what they want, but guys like Dreamer, to a certain extent, but, you know, to another extent, let's say a Mick Foley, there, there is an art to that. I know that people like to, to, to like, there are a certain segment of the wrestling fan population that likes to, to shit on hardcore wrestling, 
But there's a difference between, and, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, Chad, because I've never been a worker. There's a big difference between hardcore wrestling and garbage wrestling. You know, it doesn't take a lot of talent <laughs> for some guy in a flea market to go through a bunch of light tubes and, and just, to, you know, mutilate himself. And that's the, why we have YouTube. On the other end of the spectrum, a guy like a McFoley, yes, he did he did some, some crazy shit, but there was an art to what he did. You know, and and it was selective. He didn't just the whole match wasn't just extreme spot, extreme spot, extreme spot. The matches, the the spots were strategically placed for impact. I hope what I'm saying makes sense. Yeah, I I got what you're saying. It's it's because Mick Foley, um, he was a. I guess you want to say he was an island unto himself. Mm-hmm. Like he he was a guy in a in a company that didn't know how to work. He he was yeah. a guy in a company that knew how to do spots, mm-hmm. and he was a guy in a company that knew how to do um, angles. And all right, well, I got to talk, so yeah, I want to talk, yeah, because they all practice their you know promo. You know what I mean? Yeah, they all practice all that shit. But when it came time to deliver, you had to figure out like when is your time to do it, man? Right. Yes. Like, like Foley is like I said. I don't want to. I don't want to shit on any wrestlers or whatever. But like, if if you're gonna book a fucking hardcore match with Mick Foley, and you're like, oh, and then we're gonna do this spot where I'm gonna hit you with the, I'm gonna hit you with a weed whacker, like a like an activated weed whacker. Mick Foley's gonna be like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not hitting me with an activated you're, weed you're, whacker. You're not hitting me with an activated weed whacker. I'm not. I'm well, not. That, that that'd be me. I don't know about Mick Foley, but Mick Foley might go, okay, you can you, you can buzz it around and, you know, you might zip me a little bit in the knee or something like that. I don't, yeah. I don't know. A little off the top. And, and, <laughs> and, yeah, and who's to say there was even any fucking cord in the goddamn thing? Did anybody ex- inspect the weed whacker? There's a difference between Zandig and Mick Foley. Uh, what? That guy Zandig or whatever from co- fucking Combat Zone Wrestling or whatever. Oh, all right. Give me a break. All right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the difference between fucking Zandig and Mick Foley. Mick Foley is a fucking wrestler who found a niche that those guys are fucking guys that don't know what they're doing, and the only way they could get any fucking publicity was by fucking doing stupid shit, in my opinion. Well, I mean, I mean, at that at that time in this year, around this time, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, look at look at your predecessors. There's no more Onita, right? Mm-hmm. Onita's done. Oh, wait. Then you got Matsunaga. Who the fuck wants to follow in Matsunaga's footsteps? This fucking guy's he's laying on bed of nails, you know, kind of stuff. So you got you have to draw the line to how you I mean, it's it's all about to me it's all about the build, right? Yes. You have to build to it. Why am I you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I always say why am I going to do this? E- even today when I work at independent shows and if a guy says, all right, this guy's going to put you to a table. Okay. Why is he put me to a table? And then what's the payoff? Is there a payoff or is this the, is this it? Right. Is this just a pointless, a pointless bump for me to take? Well, most, most of the time it's just because they just want people to see somebody go through tables. So, all right, I'll, I'll go through the table. But, I mean, like, at the end of the day, you know, I, you're running here, like, in the next two months or whatever it is, 
You know what I mean? Right. Like, how are you going to bring me back? Am I going to miraculously just reappear and and no sell the table? They don't think that far ahead. No, nobody, nobody thinks. No, nobody thinks that far ahead. Well, I know I got us off on a I got us off on a tangent about Mick Foley when we're talking about a Tommy Dreamer Sandman match, but um. Just, just illustrating the the significance of the difference between garbage wrestling and hardcore wrestling, because I I have always classified them as two different things. Um, this match itself, I thought was pretty good. There's some fans that I made notes of. Um, in the front row, there's a guy that looks like a large dwarf. He keeps trying to get involved. Um, and then there's another guy that looks like a white trash Bob Ross. Well, who are these people? They were fans in the front row. It was the guy. Yeah, were they the um? Were they the um? I forgot what their name was called. The guys that were in the front row all the time. Uh, I, it wasn't like hat. It, they, these guys weren't with like hat guy and all that. They were just a couple guys that I took note of because I was like because they were brawling around ringside and they didn't have a lot of like tight camera angles of the match. I'm kind of like looking at the fans and it's this a large dwarf and a white trash Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Well, you know, I mean, I I, I can't. I can't kind of dispute that. I don't know. He looks like Bob Ross. White trash. What do, Bob Ross. what do you want from me? He looks like Bob Ross. I'm just picturing Bob Ross of the Afro mullet now. And managed by like Bill Alfonso. Could you imagine <laughs> Bill, Bill Alfonso managing Bob Ross? This happy guy's little tree. Tell you, Daddy O. Put a happy little this tree guy. over there, Daddy O. Happy little tree. Yeah, you think you think that blend you have is good? He's got a blender that could sell, that could chop a hundred times better than that. Oh, so the match itself. Aaron, your thoughts? Um, Tommy Dreamer takes a weird fucking pile driver. I know that. Like every time yeah, he got picked it's up, a, for a it pile was awful. Driver, it was awful. His leg, his leg separated. It's like fucking Sandman. It's probably like, God damn, Tommy, close your fucking legs. You're losing friends. Right. It, dude, it was, it, it also was Sandman. Sandman can never do a pile driver correctly. Never, 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 never. And I bet you to this day, he still can't do a pile driver correctly. He, he don't know. He don't. He don't know. It, I don't know how how hard it is. I don't know. I'm sure he's had females or somebody in his legs before. Where you know. Well, like Aaron said, there's the pile driver on the chair. Um, Sammy hits a pile driver on Tommy, and then lights up a cigarette. We're getting to well, the angle. It, oh, go ahead, Aaron. Um, he also did a, a fucking clothesline, or try to do a fucking top rope clothesline, and he fell off the fucking ropes. I don't know if you guys saw that, but like he fucking tried to do that clothesline. It looked like shit, and Joey was like, talking about Sandman coming off the ropes like a cat. I was like, no, that was bad. But anyway, go ahead. And then we get to the to the angle to end the match here. Sandman lights a cigarette, hits another pile driver on Tommy, and then the cigarette gets in the eye, a cane in the eye. Sandman quits, and he is going to get stretchered out here. It turns out that Sandman, that's the hook of the show, like I said, folks, he's the one that is going to be going to the hospital after this. And I thought it was an effective ending to the match. And uh, we'll get to the backstage stuff to to round it out. But any final thoughts here on the I Quit match, guys? I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was a like I said, like other than the, the wonky pile drivers or whatever, I, I, it was effective, and I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it? 
right. And then we go to the backstage segment where <coughs> Sandman is on the floor um, and Todd Gordon and everybody is around him and woman's calling Tommy a bastard. And just, I mean, it, it what do I want to say? It doesn't, um, it has a feel of a feeling of realness and spontaneity. You know, Tommy's not the heel going into the match, but in the in the end, coming out of the match, he's kind of the heel in the situation. She actually called him a no good, rotten, low down bastard. All right, there you go. It was fucking great. She said, "Get away from here, you no good, rotten, low down bastard." She did fucking fantastic. And as always, woman is a shining a uh, shining light here in ECW. We get Joey at the hospital to round out the show. Um, and we're going to get, he says, we'll get updates on Sandman's condition, et cetera, et cetera. But overall, that's the end. And uh, we'll close out with you guys. Uh, final opinions on this episode of ECW. Getting better. Mm-hmm. I'd give it a B plus. Oof. <laughs> Oof. I just, like I said, I, I, it's just because this angle and the, and the backstage chaos of it and everything like that. It, it's something that I always fucking remember. And nobody had done anything like it before. And it was so good that fucking Sullivan stole it when they did, when they were, when he was in WCW. He stole it with that NWO beating down Rey Mysterio and Marcus Bagwell and all that. Like it, it was good shit. And um, I enjoyed it. Like Hack. Well, Hack really good. About- just think about how how we judge the shows, the previous shows, <laughs> and this is this is that good. I thought I thought this whole thing was good. Like like I said, like like Hack wasn't even he didn't even say where's woman at. He was like where's Nancy, you know that type of shit. Like little little things they did in it were very effective in my opinion. I, I know I, I know, but it was all pre taped shit. Like it was one of them shows that were what. What are we at the end of the of the can? Yeah, Aaron, I think so. Yeah. You know, we're at the or Nate. Are we at at the end of the can? Where I think the I think the the everything but Sandman and Dreamer was because the Sandman Dreamer match was actually um, from the previous Saturday at the Big ECW Arena show, but everything else, yes, was was from you know the at the like you said at the end of the TV taping because you got yeah, oh, and I, I'm not I'm not saying. It, I'm not. I'm not saying it was bad, but you had, you know, you had last week we had a pull apart with Dean Malenko and Taz, and this week we had a pull apart with Dean Malenko and Taz. So, you know, you're probably we're probably about to go into a fresh TV taping next week. I'm assuming. Is that, yeah, I, I would say the same. I would. I would probably say the same thing too because um, it, it just looked like it was just like, all right, this is this is the last of what I, what I have for this month of tapings, mm-hmm. and we gotta we gotta. We gotta make an angle here, and who we got? We got, we got Stinko Malenko. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna throw him out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we're gonna see what we can do with him, and, and then see who, you know, yeah. So yeah, I mean, Malenko, Malenko was kind of like. Do you think he could have been the beacon of, of mm-hmm. the company? You know what I mean? The beacon where where it was the light, where it was like, come towards me. You know what I mean? Right. Is, I'm, I'm asking. Yeah, I mean him or or Benoit Sabu, not Dreamer. I mean Dreamer. Like I said, this was fine with Dreamer, but he's not your. I don't know. To me, he's not your centerpiece. And no, I never, I'd never give Dreamer any credit for that at all. <laughs> and and as much as 
as much as I think Shane Douglas is was a good wrestler, I never saw him as the centerpiece either. I mean, I know he was the champion and he was the guy they were pushing as the wrestling champion, but to me, he was never he never did the trick as the centerpiece either. So he wasn't a booker. Mm-hmm. He may have booked his shit, but he never booked anything else. I mean, as far as as far as I know, I'm I'm just honestly, and and I know I get away from this show, and we do want to wrap up, but. I'm very excited that we're getting super close to Raven coming in because he Raven was my favorite thing about ECW personally, him and Foley. So I'm super excited that he's coming in soon and we'll get there. And, and like I said, I don't want to harp on it, but um, talk about a brain, talk about a mind and a great performer. Yeah, okay. Well, we haven't <laughs> got there yet. Can't talk about him. Mum's the word. <laughs> I, I mean, if if you want, I can I can when I hang up, I'll just call Raven and ask him, and just be like, and he'll be like, hey, hey, I don't know, I never really thought about anything. I just kind of went there. I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> well, that being said, guys, it was another great show. I have another great title to give to it to Lagoot <laughs> or fucking boot. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, let's give some parting words for our listeners, and we will sign off, gentlemen. Uh, just. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, you've made us the – it doesn't take a lot. But you've made us the top-rated wrestling show on the uh, WrestleNet Radio, so we appreciate that. We're up to like, what, like 500 people or whatever. That was that was generic as a motherfucker. We're the top-rated <laughs> – you say we're the top-rated like wrestling show on whatever? Yeah. Oh, all right. I, I, I just wanted to make sure you said that. Confirmed. We're the top rated show on whatever. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's the, that's the only app that I ever use. I use the whatever app. Yeah, nobody can dispute it. They can't say I'm lying. They yeah, they can't see the numbers and they don't know what the fuck you're talking about anyway. So fuck them. Let them eat fish heads. They don't give a shit. Let them eat fish heads. Roly poly fish heads. <laughs> Oh no! You're not even talking about that 1979 video on MTV, are you? It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Doctor Demento is all I'm thinking about. All right, that's what I'm. You're fucked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, 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 I only, I only remember this shit because I had a fucked up childhood, and you remember this shit because you're older now, and you remember this shit. <laughs> Dr. Demento, roly-poly fishes. Oh, my goodness. Well, there's, there you go. You can throw that in, into the t- name of the show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week on Reliving the Extreme. And as always, thank you for your support. Join our Facebook group, and we will see you next week as we continue Reliving the Extreme. Archie Mitchell. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Max and Out Media, all rights reserved.